Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and go to our farm report for Wave Bathroom Renovations. Professional bathroom renovations built right. Hire Wave Bathroom Renovations and know your bathroom will turn out great as we hook up with Bakersfield Condors head coach, Colin Chalk. Hello, Colin. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, not bad. Uh, not bad. I watched a couple. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I was bouncing around on Saturday night. I uh, was mostly focused on um, Jack Campbell, uh, and he got the win. Your team got the win. They battled. He battled, uh, but he would definitely like to have back the first and the fourth goals how would you assess uh, what you've seen out of Campbell specifically in the last four straight uh, four starts uh, the, the last uh, last four starts I thought uh, you know if, if we if we don't talk about the last one first um, the, the three where he was exceptional he gave us a chance to win the game he had a shutout um, you know versus Coachella Valley uh, there was multiple high danger chances uh it's probably the least that we've protected in him in all his starts, um, and I think in that game we were we were we were low teens and shot blocks. But in the starts that he's he's had, we've had uh, in around the uh, the high teens to, to low twenties in shot blocks. I thought he was excellent in those three starts. I thought. Uh, like you said, and like everybody saw, and like Jack knows, that uh, the first goal and the fourth goal can't go in the net. Yeah, and it's that simple. And as a result, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that we're not going to see Jack up uh, this week and that he's probably going to be in. At some point here, we all assume that Jack's going to get another opportunity. Uh, and I, and I got to say this, based on the numbers, I'm looking at Olivier Rodriguez. He's got a 9.36 save percentage and a 2.20 goals against average. He's given you a puncher's chance in all four of the starts that he's had this year, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the thing about uh, about Olivier is um, he just, he he's, a, he's obviously a young player. I think he's emerged as a prospect now. I think people are starting to talk about him, and he just goes about his work. I think he had... I think he had two starts uh, in 18 days. Uh, you know, I, I could be off a day or two or something, but you know, he uh, um, he just goes about his work every day, and um, you know, he's you know, like you and I talked before, he's learning to to make that extra save. He's he's learning to he's learning to win games, and 
Um, uh, although, uh, you know, it hasn't come lately for him. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, there's been no weak goals. There's been no goals he'd like to have back. And uh, we, we got to give him some better run support uh, when he's in the net here as of late. But he's uh, he's definitely, he's definitely his, his professionalism, his practice habits, the way he goes about his business is, is, is unassuming. And uh, he's doing a good job when he gets his, when he gets his name called. Yeah, well, obviously the situation goal, you'd probably like to maybe 50-50 a bit the starts more, but the Oilers want to see Campbell playing in the minors, and that's kind of how it works sometimes uh, with the farm team. Uh, Lane Peterson and Drake Kajula both missed some time. Uh, suffice to say, are they starting to get going here? They had a pretty good game Saturday night. Yeah, I, I you know, they, they had a good game on Saturday. You know, we had... Uh, um, it, like like you said, in their defense, right? Uh, they, they hadn't played many games right up until this week. Uh, they and even Drake, he's only had eight games, right? So, um, but you know, the 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 other truth is that um, you know we are uh, there's high expectations for those guys, right? Like they they were signed uh, to come in and and uh, and be call up guys and be ready for the Oilers when called upon and be impact players. For the Condors, and, and early on, um, they they they've struggled injuries, and um, you know it's been hard to get going for them. So you know it was nice to see the power play uh, uh, ignite, and it was nice to see them uh, get on the board offensively as well. Now the guy that played on their wing was Cameron Wright, who we did see a little in the rookie tournament in Penticton. I can't recall if he played two games or one. Uh, he scored a couple goals the other night on that line, and part of me, and, and you know, you know where I'm coming from here, Colin. I'm looking at yeah. that, going, "There's the top two offensive players on the team. Would there be an opportunity to play as an example, theoretically, um, either Lavoie and or Borgo there? But were was was part of it? You weren't really sure what you were getting out of uh, Peterson and Kajula, and you wouldn't say they're the first line right now just because they're coming back from injury." I think that's a, that's exactly what it is. Is, is uh, you know they weren't. Uh, if you look at their numbers, you look they they weren't performing like first line guys, right? And then um, you know we you know you look at the numbers, right? Like we weren't showing the back of the net. And I, I think our team has been stingy defensively, and we blocked a lot of shots, and we've been a hard team to play against. But you need, you need some run support, right? So and, and we weren't getting it from them. So um, the Greg McKeg and Petrov Borgo line, like they they were the only line that were really scoring, and. And um, uh, Griffith and Lavoie were our best line last season, our best line in the playoffs, and they were our best line to start this year. But the missing link is is James Hamlin's in the National League, so we did our job there. But uh, you know, you know that. So that was really where it was going. Was like you know maybe we put Griff and Lavoie back together, and that ignites something. And then, uh, you know the uh, the two goals against Coachella Valley uh, um, was uh, was the Borgo uh, uh, Petrov McKeg line. So we liked that line, and you know uh, Cam had been in the lineup. He had played well with the six, seven, four, five minutes he had, and uh, he just kind of gets in the way. And he was drawing penalties, and it seemed to it seemed to click. So uh, it's just one of those things. All right, uh, tell me this, just in terms of Raphael Lavoie. My understanding is. And I saw a bit of the game Saturday. I was bouncing around. He's a, you've got him killing penalties. Uh, I, I think you were playing him 18 to 20 minutes before he came up. I don't recall seeing him much in the PK before he came up. Now he's killing some penalties. Yep. Uh, how like is he? Did you have him up around 20 to 22 minutes in those games? Yeah, yeah, we did. And and uh, where that comes from is you know Rafi, you know, in his fourth year and. 
I think he's starting to read the writing on the wall that uh, good, good for him being a good good pro and, 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 and maturing that I came to my office last week and he said, Chucker, I, I – uh, you know, I need to find a role if I'm going to get called back up. And uh, I know I'm an impact guy here, and I can score goals. And I mean, you know, before he got called up, like he was a he was a man versus boys. You know, uh, and he was that dominating offensively. He had some sniffles in in the defensive game, uh, like all young players. But uh, he asked me. He said, you know, I'd like a chance to kill penalties. So, you know, um, he did a he did a really good job. You know, he did a really good job killing penalties. But the problem is, is he, you know, he's logged too many minutes. And that, that, that's the truth, you know. Uh, so uh, I think the positive is, is we know he can do it now. Um, you know, I got to do a better job uh, managing his minutes and making sure that that gets spread out because, you know, uh, you know, we felt like there was a little less punch uh, offensively from him uh, because of those taxing and PK minutes. But, uh, but, that, but that's where it came from. And I rewarded him based on, uh, you know, the ask. Yeah, uh, Water and Petrov, they're a couple of your younger guys. They're basically right out of junior, 20-year-old players. Those guys occasionally make mistakes. Can you assess their performance for us? Yeah, I think Matvey, he... Uh in the beginning, he struggled kind of like any 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 young player. But the the, the last handful of games, he's played really well. And unfortunately, he uh, you know he was scratched due to injury in the last game there. So we hope to have him back on Friday. He's yeah. day to day right now. Um, you know, he scored. He obviously scored his first pro goal. But I, I think uh, I think more importantly, he's just, he's playing more of a complete game and he's understanding uh, he's understanding what he needs to do. But um, you know, he's, he's still he's still a long way away from being an impact player on a nightly basis. But uh, um, you know, he I, I would say he's 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 not surprising where he is, um, and he's coming along nicely. Um, I think Warner um, up until the last few games, he was probably uh, the brightest spot. You know, he was he's playing up to twenty minutes a night. Um, you know, in a pretty and uh, a pretty protected uh, veteran decor. Uh, the last three or four games, he's you know he's he's made some uh, hesitant plays, and I think he's getting in his own head a little bit. But that's again, you know, like he's he's right fresh out junior. He's twenty years old, and, and that's going to happen. But uh, um, you know, he's uh, I, I feel like he's given us good minutes, and I feel like he's uh, he's under Keith McCambridge's tutelage down there, and he's doing a good job. All right, I haven't asked you about Jaden Groove for a while, and. Uh, obviously, the former captain of the Red Deer Rebels, the third-round pick of the New York Rangers, who the Oilers acquired his rights and uh, ended up signing. Uh, he's a six-foot-three right shot. He's only 20 years of age. We talked a lot about Noel Philp, who was 24 last season, turning 25, and by the end of the year, might have been one of your top two or three forwards. Unfortunately, he retired. I love big, rangy right shot centers, okay? Uh, because frankly, they're sort of the minority. Most most shooters are left. So, what are you seeing out of Jaden right now? You know, I'm seeing. It's funny. Jaden came up to me and. Uh, and, and Henderson, he goes, hey, you know, Chakra, I just want you to know that I got, I got, I got more to give, you know, and that I know my role, I know what I am, and and I'm and I can give our team more. And, and he goes, I just, I don't want anything. I just, I just want you to know that. And I said, okay, you know, like you know, he, he's a mature, he's, he's beyond his years he, as far as his maturity. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think different from Noah Philp is. Uh, 
you know, Noah was, like you said, he was really tall and rangy. He could really shoot the puck and, uh, and he had, he had exceptional, um, uh, build up speed, you know, not like, I, you know, it wasn't fast twitch muscle like a Borgo. He's kind of like that speedy, quick getaway guy. Um, you know, whereas Jaden's more of a heavier, um, you know, face off guy, block shot, PK. Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me. He's been a captain. He does the little things right and that kind of stuff. There's, there's not the offensive flair from him but you know he's our only right shot center so he's out there on the right side you know taking face-offs in the d zone and i think the i think the, the cool part of that for the oilers perspective is that he takes pride in that you know so um yeah he understands that he's you know he's a bottom six guy type of thing but he, he relishes that role and you you need those guys to uh keep the puck out of your net so uh, whether he grows into at uh, 24 25 to have more offense i don't know um you know but he's he's definitely fitting in well to that that check in centerman hard to play against uh, with a little snarl in this game uh home and home coming up with ontario Brent Clark has 22 points in 22 games in the A this year. He's a rookie, right shot D. He'll be with the Kings full-time next year. He's a real good young prospect. Yeah, he uh, he he's got some poise. You know, uh, you know, you, you talk about uh, uh, playing with some risk in your game, right? And I think though those high end players, uh, they're they're not afraid to have that risk, right? Um, he, he shoots the puck. I think he's among the lead leaders in shots on net, and, and like you said, he he knows how to he knows how to find guys and and, and make plays offensively. So he's definitely someone that uh, has to be watched. I think. I think Oilers fans uh, can remember, you know, the last two first-round series against LA. It's it's a sleepy game. It's a it's a controlled game, uh, you know. Uh, but you, you got to be careful because you, you fall asleep against them, uh, and you could find yourself in some trouble. So they're definitely a tough opponent this weekend. All right, Colin. Great stuff. Thanks for the update. Okay, thanks for the time, Bob. Have a great day. You bet. That is Colin Chalk. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. The Farm Report for Wave Bathroom Renovations. Professional bathroom renovations built right. Hire Wave Bathroom Renovations and know your bathroom will turn out great. As we go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace, reface. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, not a ton going on over the weekend. Brady Stonehouse is still uh, hovering around the top of Oilers prospect scores. 19 points points in 25 games there for the Ottawa 67. So still a 30-goal pace in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, some guys that we want to see get it going a little bit. Carter Savoy, just a couple of assists in 13 games down in the minors and a goal and assist there for Max Warner, who you just heard a little bit about. Jake Chason was wondering where he was playing. Uh, Fort Wayne Comets of the East Coast Hockey League, the EC, and he's got three points there in 13 games in his his first pro season as a 20-year-old. It is uh, 6.47 in Edmonton. That nicely done, Brendan. When we come back, this day in Oilers history and Reed Wilkins with a crossover to set up inside sports. We're going to bring aboard Brendan Escott, go back into uh, this day in Oilers history for new U.S. travel. Uh, the Montreal road trip sold out. We sold out Nashville. The next Oilers roadie will be announced shortly. NewWestTravel.com. What do you got, Brendan? 1988, Jimmy Carson scored his sixth career hat trick, his first as an Oiler, and added an assist. Craig Simpson chipped in a goal and three assists. The Oilers beating the visiting New York Rangers 10-6. to uh, Late-stage Guy Lafleur tallied uh, four assists for the New York Rangers. I played that night for the primetime Barons. I remember listening to the game on the radio as, uh, before we were going to play that night, and Guy Lafleur had a bunch of assists, and I was a big Guy fan. Yep, that's right. That was the name of our team. Primetime was the magazine put out by Super Channel. 
So there you go. In a over 35 league, and at that time I was 22. Only had one chin. Let's bring aboard Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Hello, Reed. How you doing? Uh, was that not? Oh no, Messier did it, didn't he? The last. What was the last hundred point season? Uh, until Car- Connor did it. Uh, well, yeah. Was Car- it Carson's season? Carson had a hundred point season that year, but Messier had over a hundred the year. They- in 89 90 right he did so it wasn't because he won the, the, MB- the most recent but he won the, won the i MB- think yeah, if you look I, thinking, yeah. I think mark might have had 129 points in uh yeah for is that what it says if for some reason i thought in in 89 90 i was working on itv sports night that year with darren detention and annie stark i thought mark had 129 points yeah i think the, i think you're right but carson had one of the most recent yeah he had, uh, hit a 100 point campaign yeah, he, he i got to interview him a couple of years ago, yeah, and uh, he was very like he, he kind of gets, he's he's kind of looked back on him as maybe a bit of a villain, or one of these guys where it's like, oh well, he you know he wanted to like he didn't I understand really want to leave like it kind of reached the point where he knew he wasn't going to be around. Slots slots made a great trade, yeah. So he got Graves, he got Peter Klima, God rest his soul, yeah. Joe Murphy, it's a pretty good trade. Yeah, it was an extra trade. And Carson had a good year here. He did. Uh, he a team, a, you know, that was bouncing back. And then he the bailed four trade. games in a season the next year. So, what do you got? Uh, right. So, hey, what did you watch this weekend, by the way? Uh, I watched Eagles-Niners. I watched Chiefs-Packers. I saw the third period of Vancouver-Calgary. I saw a large chunk of Alabama-Georgia, but I had to leave before <laughs> before the end of the game. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I watched. Yeah, I talked to Mac T. Mac, was, Mac T was Friday. Mac T was down in Georgia with a relative, so he's like, he had, he's like, man, they take that stuff seriously. Uh, Mac, by the way, uh, Mark Messier, forty-five goals, one hundred and twenty-nine points in seventy-nine games in eighty-nine. Yeah, of course. So he had the the right. big year and won, he was won MVP, the trophy. Yeah, he was MVP in ninety, and then again in, in 92, ninety-two with the yeah. Rangers. Yeah, so it was a good TV so, week. Uh, All right, so hey, yeah. I, I want to get your thoughts because you're around Chris Knobloch on a day-to-day basis. We have two sure. minutes before we wrap up the show. You notice anything about him? Yes, uh, I, I think he's very uh, understated, and I think he's very humble. And I'm not saying other coaches. Like I, I, I feel like I always have to say that because I feel like if I point out something about Chris, that's a positive. That I'm saying the opposite of Woody. Not that's a- not what I'm saying. I'm just saying my impressions of Chris are very understated very humble I get the sense he likes talking about hockey but he'd sooner not talk about himself coaching hockey if that makes sense sure I know a guy that likes to talk about hockey but hates talking about himself and he's really good at hockey and his name's Connor McDavid yeah he doesn't like talking about himself at all he hates talking about himself Reed, it's time for you now to talk about yourself. What do you have coming up on Inside Sports? Yeah, this is great. Uh, well, one guy that I think you like talking to and have in the past, Jed Roberts, is going to hop sure, on. So we'll guy. talk, and he'll probably talk Oilers too, because as you know, he watches all the games and is sometimes there with Trent. <laughs> so and we'll dive into some football. By the way, 49ers. like they they're, kick their they're ass. the best. When they, when they were five and zero, I thought they're the best team in the league, and then they had that weird slump. But, I mean, I don't know who touches them, especially in the NFC. Well, the Ra- I know the Eagles are good, but they just the Eagles have played Philly. A, the, the Eagles have played a tough schedule, though. They've had a bunch of tough games. They're on KC and, yeah, true. and Buffalo. Like, Buffalo's a good team. It's got a bad record. But that's a good, hard-hitting football team. The Ravens. 
Don't underestimate the Ravens. Well, I think the AFC is deeper, personally. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a bit of a race there in the NFC, but I, th- I still kind of think the AFC is deeper. And, uh, oh, the teddy bear goal scorer is going to be on. Landon Hanson. There we go. Uh, tomorrow for Wow Factor Desserts, Brian Lawton and our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown, who, of course, does uh, overtime open line with Reed Wilkins after every uh, Oilers game. Uh, they will be amongst our live guests on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now, by the way, if Jenny Kuznetsov, a healthy scratch for the Washington Capitals, hmm, might have to reach out to LMA, find out what's going on there. Reed's got uh, Inside Sports. Zach Ferguson up next with a global news weather traffic update. So long, everybody, from the Monday edition of Oilers Now.